This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. All right, always good to get a sense of what's going on in the home buying, home building, all of the residential market. Nobody better to talk about than Cheryl Palmer, chairman and CEO of Taylor Morrison, joining me on the phone from lovely Scottsdale, Arizona. Cheryl, every time I talk to you this time of year, I think, wait, why are you, why do you get to be in Scottsdale and I have to be in New York City? It's not fair. I bet it's beautiful, oh, isn't it? I know. It? It's beautiful here. But I was just in your lovely city early in the week talking to investors, and it's quite beautiful there, too. Just a little cold. <laughs> yeah, it's a little chilly. It's actually sunnier today, so we'll take it. But uh, in any yeah. case, you've been very busy. You were talking to investors, their earnings uh, out, as well as some deal-making. Let's talk about deal-making first because uh, make it a big buy here, William Lyon. Yeah, exciting. We actually closed on the transaction last Thursday. So you're right, the timing of earnings and then closing on the deal and then immediately going onto the road and talking to investors. But it's huge for the organization. It makes us top five builder in the U.S. And strategically, it really accomplished, you know, quite a bit for us. It made us top five position in most of our 22 markets. It put us on the map in Portland and um uh, Wash Seattle and right. Las Vegas. It really allowed us to increase kind of our entry-level first-time mover positions across the portfolio. A lot of synergies. We quoted over $80 million in synergies. So, yeah, it's a big, big, um, big transaction for the organization. We're very excited, and we got to welcome nearly 800 team members to the company. Yeah, it's a big one. And uh, tell me how it came about. I mean, was it just sort of a natural next step for you guys? What uh, you talked about the adding some geographic uh, diversity, uh, but this particular uh, deal, how did it come about? This particular one, you know, I've um, had the opportunity over the years to get. You know, it's a small industry kind yeah. of, right? And so I've had the opportunity to know the CEO, uh, Matt Zeiss, as well as the Lion family, a great deal of respect. Um, and for a long time, I think I believe these two businesses belong together. And then it was really about, you know, when was the right time? Because strategically, for all the reasons I just talked about, it just made so much right. sense. And I think about how they approach the customer. Um, we're the most trusted builder. Um, in America and five years running, and they were in the top three. So we believed in kind of the same experience for our customers. Our penetrations in each of our markets were slightly different, so it allowed us to make a bigger impact in each of the markets we do business in. And so then it was about getting, you know, a deal that made sense and working with the family. I think they put a great deal of trust into the organization to do the right thing and kind of carry on the legacy that the general, you know, I think began more than started nearly 60 years ago. Right. And so a business like this, Cheryl, you know much better than I. It's high touch. It's very customer focused, very customer service uh, focused. How do you ensure as you get bigger that you sort of hold on to that at the highest level? It's probably where we put, you know, most of our energy. And you're absolutely right that the integration of bringing these two companies together is all about the people. If we get that right and we bring these two companies, when we bring these two companies together the right way, then, and you, and you do the right things internally, it actually allows for a very different experience 
very different experience for our external customers. We started a partnership um, well over a year ago with the Ritz Carlton mm-hmm. um, and have a very extensive training program and a daily communication vehicle across all 3,000 of our team members. All of those things to ensure that our team members are empowered both internally and externally. And I think it makes a difference and it's showing up in our results. Interesting. Tell me about the Ritz Carlton thing. That's fascinating. Well, you know, it's all about experience, yeah. right? Think about today's economy, and it's a service economy, and it's a high, to your point, a high touch point. And I had had the pleasure many, many years ago to work with them on the rollout of a community, and it was about making sure that, you know, one, it was the level of experience you you provided to your customers, and you think about walking into a hotel and what you would expect for the Ritz, But, hey, that's a hotel room. Think about the experience you should expect as you are about to make the largest, most meaningful um, purchase in your life. And we really believe that our customers deserve that, and we believe the best way to provide that is to make sure that our team, our internal customers, one, feel part of this organization that they're making a difference in every day and that they're empowered to make decisions and they're treated with respect and it it just becomes viral within the organization and um, I couldn't be more proud of the work that they've done and really the way the organization has kind of embraced it and like I said it's kind of culminated with this series this daily huddle where every single person in the company gets together to understand what's going on in their organization. Yeah, that's interesting. And I hadn't really thought about it in exactly the way that you just laid out. I mean, it is. It's, it's when you think about sort of these catalytic moments in our lives, the things we look back on, you always remember, you know, even if you buy several houses over the course of your lifetime, like you remember each one, especially uh, those early experiences. It's a, it's a very intimate and in some ways very uh, vulnerable moment, right? Yeah, no matter if it's your first house if you have a growing family. I mean, I, my kids are, I'm old, so my kids are all grown up, but they still talk. I mean, their friends are still the friends they had yeah. maybe in the house we lived in 25 years ago. So, I mean, it sounds a little, you know, a little squishy, but we're, we, we're in the business of creating memories. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get back to my conversation with Cheryl Palmer, still sticking with me. Thanks for hanging around. Chairman and CEO of of Taylor Morrison, joining me on the phone from lovely Scottsdale, Arizona. So, Cheryl, before the break, we were talking about sort of managing the people in your business, the the folks who are, you know, dealing with customers and selling homes and things like that. I did want to ask you about the broader labor market because we continue to be in a very tight labor market. I do wonder, as you're actually getting homes built and sold, what are you finding? Yeah, I would say we're seeing exactly the same thing. And this has been with us for a number of years now um, for a number of different reasons, right? Like you said, the broader market, um, but if you think about the downturn, a lot of people left the industry, some aged out. Um, we didn't really grow new talent through the school system. So it's been very tight. It's been tight both on the home building side. I'd say most recently the biggest shift we've seen is we're really seeing it on the development side, so what we call the horizontal development, the mm. undergrounds. So it's taking longer to bring communities to market. It's taking longer to build homes. But this is what we do when we work through it every day. And you really feel the pressure month end, quarter end, year end. But, you know, it's um, 
We're having to look at opportunities on building sciences and how we get more efficient. We're looking at developing and training and bringing new people into the industry. So there's not one quick answer here. And do you see it sort of playing through to margins and sort of overall profitability at this point, Cheryl? You know, you go through different parts of the construction cycle where you see pressures. I mean, at some point it's on the commodities where we've seen it most you know, consistently over the last many years has been on the labor side. Mm. So, yes, um, and it, you see it both directly in cost and you see it in just how long it takes. And so it's really critical that we go into partnerships with our trade partners because it's about getting them to the job and keeping them there and making sure that there's no dead days, the job's ready for them when they get there. Right. You know, that we – so it, it truly is in every – meaning of the word, a partnership for us to get done and deliver the quality homes we need to on time for our customers. So you've had a nice little run in the stock already this year, stock up 27% uh, based on what I'm seeing here in my Bloomberg terminal. Uh, I do wonder, is that reflective in your mind of just great performance on, on your part? Or does this <laughs> course, tell us right? something? Well, that's clear. Uh, but de <laughs> does it tell us something more broadly about demand? Does it tell us something more broadly about sort of the state of the industry uh, across the U.S.? I, I think it's you know, I'd love to say it's the the performance of the team, and uh, they've done some great work, and certainly that's a piece of it, and um, all the things that they've been we've been working on for quite some time, seeing finally come through the P&L, and and that being appreciated. And hey, William Lyons, our sixth acquisition in six years, yeah. so each time you take a little bit of a step forward to take, you know, take one back to take one forward. But I think more than anything, it's really a signal to how everyone's feeling about the industry. You know, we're just coming off of the year-end earnings and everybody, I think, reported very nice results. I look at our fourth quarter and you know, our sales were up 42%. That continued in January up, you know, more than 45%. Um, and it, it's, it's been across all geographies. It's been across all consumer cohorts. And so I think it's really evidence of how the consumer's feeling. You know, they're feeling good about their jobs. Their incomes are starting to grow. We don't have really any supply to speak of in most parts of the country. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a number of factors that's actually playing into the confidence across the board. All right. Only about a minute, minute and a half left here. Uh, Cheryl, tell me about a market you're especially excited about. I know it's like choosing among your children because, you know, you love yeah. all your teams and things <laughs> like that. But, you know, what's a market that maybe we should be thinking about that's not so obvious? That's not so obvious. Um, wow. I think that I'd point to a couple then. One is, you know, California's had a lot of noise over yeah. the last year, and it could have been tariffs, it could have been prices, it could have been salt. But both in the Bay as well as Southern Cal, we've really seen some consistency back in the business. Interesting. So I think that's exciting because, you know, I think a year ago the sky was falling and it really wasn't. Um, and then if I were to point to a couple others that we're just seeing continued strength really across the board, it's Phoenix, yeah. and I don't know if that's expected or not, but it just continues and has for quite some time. And then really through Texas. Yeah. Um, oh, that's you know, interesting. Austin is just powerful. Right. Um, Houston's been very consistent, and Dallas, very similar to what I'd say about California. It had seen a pretty tremendous pace of both price and volume. A movement, and so it, it it took a little breather, but it's feeling in most some markets feeling once again very consistent. 
All right, Cheryl Palmer, always good to catch up with you, Chairman, CEO of Taylor Morrison, doing some deals, putting earnings out, joining me on the phone from Scottsdale, Arizona. Looking forward to seeing you the next time you're back in New York City.